All right, on this episode of MMA Canada Radio, very excited to be talking to an individual who competes at BFL 79, which transpires on February the 8th. And we've got a very intriguing fight going down as Luis Carlos Benuelos takes on Nicholas Wallet and Great Heaven Nick on the show. How's everything going, man? You having a solid day? Oh, everything's going great, man. I'm really looking forward to get back in there. And yeah, the holidays are done and back to work. Yeah, for sure. A lot uh, lot on the go heading into this fight, and especially, you know, someone you were supposed to compete against before. Like, was there that sense of, like, being happy when this fight was able to, you know, be rebooked and stuff like that, just with you guys initially being slated to fight at BFL 78 there and everything like that? Yeah, definitely, because uh, it's been actually really tough finding opponents, and it's been tough uh, having fights, like, actually happen. Like, I've had a lot of fights fall through uh, in the last year, year and a half. So I was actually, when Jay said that he was looking to rebook uh, the same guy, I was stoked because we already know he wants to come. He was already on his way to Canada. Um, but unfortunately, he got kidnapped, which is a crazy story. I'm glad he's okay. Um, but yeah, I'm happy we were able to rebook, and there was already a guy willing to fight, so it was pretty easy, and uh, easy decision for me to say yes. And that was a part of it that I had seen, too. You had a social media post about how your opponent was kidnapped and robbed i mean that's wild like is that the extent of the details you have on that i mean ultimately it's his story to tell i guess but i mean just a wild set of circumstances i suppose yeah definitely wild on my part because i at first obviously i don't know any of the details so i i was just completely thrown off by the news and then uh obviously it's his story to tell so i'll you know let him tell the the complete details on it but from what i'm understanding he was on his way to the airport with his uh with his ride i guess it was his vehicle and they like barricaded the road and just i guess they they took him they took everything <laughs> so that's really wild wild part of the world he lives in and like i said i'm happy he he made it out and he's uninjured and he's willing to to book it again yeah no love to see that for sure and kind of an interesting situation for you where you're at because I think the context of your record is very intriguing to look at because some people might look at it as if you have like back-to-back setbacks but in the context of like two bids for BFL featherweight gold like I guess what's the mindset heading into this like you seem very positive and refreshed and all that but yeah just curious on that yeah I mean obviously it's hard to tell just looking by the record but I think I fought some of the best guys in Canada and if you look at the guys I fought, I think most people would agree that the guys I fought were really good, and I still think I'm better than all those guys. You know, my last fight didn't go my way. I misgaged my energy. A lot of things went down in camp. It's just no excuses, but uh, still, like, I just try to stay positive, and I know that there's a long road to go in this MMA game, and um, I'm trying to learn everything I can, and, you know, one fight at a time, I'm going to get back where I need to be and uh, fight for that gold again and win. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like the track record speaks for itself too. like when you were undefeated through the AMI run and then got that BFL amateur lightweight belt circa 2019. So yeah, I think it's just a matter of yeah, people looking a little deeper into the record and speaks to your gamesmanship too, the kind of caliber of guys you're looking to fight for sure. Yeah, I think that means a lot. Like I don't I don't like people that pad their records too much because uh, obviously eventually the truth comes out, right? So I want to get all these answers figured out for myself first. I want to go and fight all the best guys in Canada and uh, figure it out, you know. So this uh, February 8th is the next step. 
And I alluded to the amateur run through Battlefield Fight League and just a great run with the company overall, just like plying your trade exclusively with them. I mean, how much does that benefit what you're doing too? Like just, I mean, it seems to serve the master of you fighting a lot of these great guys throughout the country as we were kind of just talking about, but like recently like re-signing to UFC Fight Pass and just seems like there's a level of prestige and prominence with the company. Like how much does that, I guess, serve your own individual efforts as a growing fighter and all? Oh, it's great. BFL really treats uh, treats this fighter, their fighter well, and uh, it's obviously huge that they're on UFC Fight Pass. And ever since they've been signed to UFC Fight Pass, they've been on a whole different level when it comes to like promotion and uh, just like quality of everything, like the pay per view. Everything's easy to, you know, everything's easy to put put together. And the, when you're there live, it's just a really great show. There's no lagging. They don't mess around in between fights. It's just yeah, and when it comes to the fighters, they treat us very well. They respect uh, our time and they respect our our craft. And I would say BFL is the number one league in Canada easily because of just the sheer talent that comes out of there, right? Um, and another reason why I love BFL is because it's so close from where where I live. Powell Rivers, two ferries away from Vancouver. So it's not easy for me to get across the country obviously but uh, bfl is relatively close so it's pretty quick for me to make the trip over and fight you know i would think it would benefit your ownership and everything and coaching role at powell river bjj just like showing what you can do in competition and also the spotlight and everything as we were talking about yeah 100 yeah 100 percent. Like, this fighting thing is uh is 100 benefiting my business side of things it's it's really helping every time i fight it brings in people through the door and i love to legitimize jiu-jitsu that's that's my love that's my craft right so um i'm always going to be fighting to legitimize the business and that's that's always been the goal so that's that's a great point you just made and in speaking to your opponent like as we were talking about before like happy this was rebooked and everything like that getting you know the bout back together i guess in asking that because i talked to certain fighters who like i guess really prioritized the idea of like ardently tape studying against their opponents and whatnot but then some kind of air on the side of like oh i don't want to get too preoccupied with what they're gonna do and you know more focusing on what i'm looking to do as it were like have you checked out some of the you know previous fights of Benuelos like I was seeing he fought with Rumble in the cage albeit a pretty brief fight there last June like are you a guy that gets kind of heavy into the tape study and if so like what would you say your opponent does well um no I don't I don't look at tape all that much obviously I look a little bit I try to find what I can find um he looks like he's an explosive guy he looks like he likes to move and he likes to strike um, he's not afraid to grapple from what I've seen. So he looks like a really good, tough opponent, and I'm really happy I get to fight him. Um, but yeah, I don't. I try not to focus too much on what he's going to do because most of the time it's going to be the same thing against me. They're always going to try to avoid grappling for the most part, and they're going to try to stay standing, right? I'm assuming that's what he's going to do, but that doesn't really matter to me. I'm just going to look to impose my will on him and uh, showcase my skills. Yeah, for sure. I mean, does that also serve, like, you, I guess, showcasing the developments in your striking? I mean, I imagine you'd want the fight to go to the, you know, bread and butter. Like, I would think there's a reason all these guys are avoiding the ground portion, but does it really also serve, like, the growth of your striking in a certain way? I would think it would to a certain extent. 
Yeah, one hundred percent. Because he's he's uh, from what I've seen, he likes to strike, and I I like to strike, believe it or not. And I've seen that he's a little shorter, so that's a perfect opportunity for me to, uh, you know, use my distance and show a little bit of my range, my range uh, attacks. And all in all, my goal is to finish him. I don't care how I do it, uh, whether I whether I KO him with strikes or if I get him to the ground, I'm going to use my bread and butter and and. Uh, I'm pretty sure on the ground it won't really be competitive, you know, but uh, you never know when it comes to fighting. So one thing at a time, I'm going to get in there, make sure I, we all go in there healthy. He makes weight, then we're good to go. Um, we'll figure it out on the night, but yeah, my goal is to finish him. <laughs> and I would think that, like, competing so early in the calendar year would really behoove you having a fairly active year. So I would think if you're looking to have a certain strength of schedule this year, this would be a good way to kick off like a good season, quote-unquote, I guess. Yeah, I've been trying to fight three times a year for the last two years, but it's been so tough, man. I don't know, everything keeps falling through ever since early 2022. I've only got two fights since then, and it's been crazy. Like, I've had more fallen fights than actual fights. <laughs> so I'm just really thankful that this one is booked, and I'm just staying positive and making sure we make it there. I was going to say, your former opponent, Matteo Vogel, also seems like he's had similar issues. So, kind of a serendipitous thing. Well, not serendipity, but like just the fact that you guys eventually matched up. It's like you're almost like both serving the idea of like, ah, it's hard for me to get these fights. It's like, oh, you want to fight? Oh, cool. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just whoever is willing to say yes and whoever is willing to show up, you know, that isn't a liability. Like some of these guys I booked with just they keep pulling out whether it's with me or I see they're booked with other people later on and they end up pulling out anyways. I don't want to name names, but motherfuckers don't like to fight. So I just, I just try to pick the fights and say yes to the people that I know are going to show up and I do my part. They have to do theirs and that's that. Yeah, it makes sense. I get where you're coming from. And I guess maybe this might be tied into what we were previously talking about with like, I guess the tape study idea, but just curious because I know some fighters will get really heavy into like the visualization. Some fighters, you know, not so much. I guess like the fighters that do visualize, though, I find like within that they get a predominant visualization, just a reoccurring idea of how the fight might wrap up. I guess I'm wondering, are you more of a visualizer in a certain sense or are you like trying to be flowy and adaptable with wherever the fight may go, I guess? Yeah, I always definitely visualization is big. It's definitely big. I try not to to go too much into the visualization sometimes because obviously it can you can start getting into your own head. So I obviously try to have an idea of how the fight can go. I try to play out all the good, the bad, and how I would work out of the bad. And um, you know, I I try to visualize and then turn it off. I visualize and then turn it off just so I get those jitters and then I turn it off and I. I move on with my day and I go and train or something else. But I like to visualize when I'm like in a sauna or uh, something when I'm alone, with no no music, nothing, just by myself. And I'll I'll visualize. I'll visualize the you know the way into the cage. I'll visualize when they're announcing all that stuff. And then usually that brings a little bit of nerves, makes you feel that that nice intensity of adrenaline, and I turn it off. You know because I don't want to go too deep usually into my own head. Uh, when it comes to that, but I like to visualize just to just to feel those nerves. Like I'm able to get into my head and and almost feel like I'm there. So it's good to do once in a while. But for the most part, it's all about just being prepared and flowing on the night, taking what's available. You know, 
you know how it is. Fighting's very complex in some ways and very easy in some ways. <laughs> so it's like I try not to make it more than it is. It's a fight. I visualize what I'd like to happen and uh, go from there. Yeah, no, a reasonable, balanced way to phrase the whole thing. But you've been great with your time, Nicholas, and, I mean, very excited for this fight coming up, but in being mindful of your time and the rest of your schedule today, I'm curious if maybe you have a final parting thought to add as we're sort of wrapping things up here, man. Oh, I just appreciate you calling, and, uh, yeah, thank you for for the the exposure, and thank you to my team, Powell River BJJ, uh, my dad, John Mark Ouellette, my brother, Raph Ouellette, uh, my coach, Andrew Sissel, my girlfriend, uh, Deidre Cathcart, everybody at Powell River BJJ, they all helped me get these... Uh, get these fights get prepared so thank you everyone in my team and enjoy the show everybody i'm looking forward to it yeah it's going to be a great one on february the 8th and a stacked card with bfl 79 but very much looking forward to your fight with luis carlos benuelos and yeah just thanks so much for coming on mma canada radio nicholas was great getting some awesome insights from you and you just enjoy the rest of your day too man thank you awesome thanks a lot what was your name again uh my name's dylan bowker Awesome. Nice to meet you, Dylan. Thanks a lot, man.